What's poppin', y'all? This is your girl Lex, mm-hmm. and this is another episode of Afro Chat, and starring me, Lex, and Linda over here. Yes, Linda. <laughs> um, so shout out. So first of all, before we get into the black culture topics, I just want to shout out Grownish for making an episode specifically um, centering colorism and black women dating. Yes. Girl. So there's this episode. If, did you see the episode? Girl, I'd be so busy. Honey. Oh my gosh. Right. Okay. I'm going to binge watch it though. So. No, it's so good. <laughs> so this episode of Black, uh, not Blackish, Grownish is like, you know, they're in a club or whatever. It's like a bar area and mm-hmm. they're sitting and they're all friends. And so Chloe and Hallie play these twins. And then there's this white girl and then this Hispanic girl. And then uh, Trevante Rose, who is so fine. But, anyways. um. <clears throat> And they're, like, talking about, like, you know, the twins are, like, you know, no one looks at us, you know, as beautiful and desirable because they're all, they're too busy looking at, like, the light-skinned girls mm. with the good hair. I was, like, wig. Snatched my wig. So, shout-out to Gronish for always being woke as fuck because the episode I just watched was about um, safe spaces. Mm-hmm. And, like, because they were going to close, like, the black dorm down. And, like, the Hispanic girl, like, her best friend ended up being, like, a conservative Republican. Mm. Girl, it is woke as hell. And I'm like, yes, I'm rooting for it. Uh, I hope Yashidi help you know, lets me style her one day. Yeah. Love. I love that show. But anyways, also, R.I.P. Craig Mack. Ugh, flavor in your ear. Just such a classic, classic, right. classic. Right, I cannot believe he died. 47, so dude. Damn, I've heard 46, 47, 49. Oh, I thought I it was 47. I not know the age right now, but he's But his 40s young. too damn young yeah, yeah, to be dying anyway. Hell? My God. Rest in peace. Yo, flavor in your ear is that shit. Like, right. Just too much swag. If you don't know who fla- what flavor in your ear is, you don't need to be talking to me. Because, nah. All right, so on to our black culture topic. So, a billy, 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 a billy. So, Black Panther hit a billion in the box office. It is also now the highest grossing superhero film ever, topping Dark Knight, which, fuck. Dab on these haters. Hey. So, okay. Let me just say. That Dark Knight is a hard fucking movie to beat. Let me tell you, because that movie is phenomenal. And not even just to like, you know, I mean, I know Black Panther is like amazing and things like that. But Dark Knight was that shit. So especially Heath Ledger's character of the Joker. I just, you just can't deny it. But I'm so happy. Like, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Girl, I know exactly what you're saying. This is like... (laughs) The best thing I know, Ryan Coogler and his oh my God, and his Ryan. wife are are in a tub of money right now, yeah, <laughs> a tub of Ryan. like hundred dollar bills, bro. Like Jeez. or not, but like started from the bottom. Literally hey. started from Fruitvale Station, and now hey. you're here, man. Like, ugh. See, he just kept on getting better. Like Fruitvale Station was an amazing movie. Creed, an amazing movie, and the fact that you he got to work with Sylvester Stallone and resurrect the Rocky series. Is crazy was even crazy to even begin with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you're like, I'm I'm directing Black Panther, like you know what I'm saying? Like how insane! Like I'm so I can't happy. wrap my brain around it. It's just like wow. All like, black cast, all black behind the scenes director, costume designer, casting, hair, hair all black. Like I just, ugh, I'm just standing. I live. 
I live so much. I, and then what a time to be alive, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm. Forever has my heart. Um, And keep on buying tickets because y'all know, you know, I just bought, <laughs> I bought two tickets that didn't even go, girl. Because <laughs> just to buy them because I'm just like, I need to get to a Billy, girl. Um, But also on the same subject, what's better than one black director in the top five grossing films? Two. So. Yes. Ryan Coogler and Ava DuVernay are top two right now um, with Ryan Coogler with Black Panther, of course, and then Ava DuVernay with A Wrinkle in Time. Now, shut it down. I just can't. This is amazing. You know? Yes. Ava DuVernay is a really good um, director. Um, Mm -hmm. She just, ugh. Have you seen A Wrinkle in Time? No. I am going to see it. Are you going to see it this weekend with Z? You have to take Z. I yeah, heard it it's was... It's her birthday weekend. I got to oh, see yes. it. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. I just cannot wait to see Oprah. I've, I've heard, like... Oprah's makeup and, like, like just, yo. yo, her whole thing she got going Mindy on. Mindy Kaling so shit looked amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, Reese, I love Reese. I could school, definitely but. sit that through that movie as a 25-year-old yeah. woman. Yes. That's a, it's a progressive-ass <laughs> movie right? because you have an Indian woman, a black right? woman, and a white woman. Not... Majority white woman. You right. have majority POC, and exactly. I love it. And then the the main character, the girl, is half black. Yeah. I'm just can't. I love it. Wig, wig. <laughs> I mean, and this is what I'm talking about. Like when Hollywood puts the right people in the right spaces, things like this can happen. You know what I'm saying? The right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> you know, if you put, it's just like the whole like gods of Egypt. Uh, debacle when that came out mm-hmm. and Russell Crowe played a pharaoh or some shit and people mm-hmm. were like shitting their pants because yeah like Egypt definitely is not um, anywhere where white people have, have been like ancestor wise because Egypt is in the middle of Africa and, mm-hmm. and Egypt also temperatures can get to 107 degrees so <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, when we have the right representation and we have the right, you know, mm-hmm. people doing that and, and creating that representation in the correct way, it's like things can go beyond. And I hope this shows white Hollywood that, yo, black films other than slave and gang banging and shit like that, you know, they can sell for sure. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, on to some bullshit. Are you ready? Hit me. So fuck Snapchat. Snapchat is canceled. Uh, Snapchat been canceled. I First don't of even all, go on Snapchat. Not only was your, <laughs> not only was your app trash after that fucking update, you had to go and do some stupid shit like this. So if you have not heard on Twitter, on the news, it's everywhere. Snapchat <clears throat> decided to have an ad, and it's kind of it's a game called Would You Rather. And one of the um, at one of the would you rather's was, would you rather slap Rihanna, or punch Chris Brown? Wow! <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because the audacity, like the utter audacity. What do you think? I just think it's super childish. Like who who was the editor that let that slide? Who wrote that? It's just super <laughs> who weird. Who wrote that? Like really? That's what we're worried about. Like, oh, really? You're not smarter to think of anything better than that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, wow. It's really, yeah. Snapchat's <laughs> rating on 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 the app store is like a 1.5 now. Damn. All the way down from like a 4.7 or some shit. Like, 
Dude, I if, already knew. If I was snap, <laughs> listen. If I was Snapchat, I would rehabilitate quick. Like you know what I'm saying. Like y'all are trash as fuck, and you know these little iOS press releases or whatever else like that that they be you know typing and posting on Instagram. That shit is so piss poor. Like, come on now. Like y'all could apologize better than that. Y'all are a multi billion dollar company. You know what I'm saying? So. The fact of the matter is, not only did you disrespect Rihanna, but you also disrespected every single woman and man and child that has been uh, affected by domestic violence. Because that not only did you put them two together, which is toxic anyway, you you fucking said you you know you compared it with violent things. You paired it with violent gestures when you know that Chris Brown and Rihanna, everybody knows about that situation. Like. There is no, nobody in this, I don't, I guarantee you, nobody in this fucking country that don't know about Chris Brown and Rihanna. Hick, rednecks, and fucking Southeast, mm. the fuck nowhere Louisiana know about fucking Chris Brown and Rihanna. So, like, the, the fact of the matter that y'all do this shit, and you're, you're a social media app. Like, you are a social media app. The only way we found out about this Chris Brown and Rihanna shit was through social media in 2009. Like, my God. So Snapchat is forever canceled. Fuck Snapchat, like, forever. I just cannot believe it. And Rihanna, um, Rihanna put out a statement, too. Did you see it? No. On um, Instagram. Today? Yeah, let okay, me. I'm um, at work, girl. Fill me in. No, I'm going to pull it up. Because really, no, she was just like, you know... It's just not only, she was just like, it's just not only my feelings anymore, you know? So, this is what, what it says. What does that mean? Now, Snapchat, I know you already know I ain't, you ain't my fave app out there. <laughs> but I'm just trying to figure out what the point was with this mess. I love to call it ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. Well, you spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to de to de de domestic violence victims and made a joke out of it. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them, but all the women, children, and men that have been victims of domestic violence in the past, and especially the ones who haven't made it out yet, you let us down. Shame on you. Throw the whole apology away. Throw the whole app away. Bye, Snapchat. Are you fucking kidding? Are you kidding, though? Like, seriously. You can't... And, you know, she even said it. Like, you can't be that dumb. Hmm. But... White people have just no fucking sense. I just feel like we give them too much credit. Mm -hmm. I feel like, don't let them colonize your minds. They is not that smart. They, <clears throat> they really ain't that bold. Unless they around other people, but guess what? Right. Oh, honey. Yeah. That's just disrespectful. Like, that's just not even, like... Oh, well, I'm sure that's shit white people joke about. I mean, let's... Yeah, it. for real. No, yeah. no, no. So, you know, that's probably in common territory for them to talk about that when we're just like, what? You know? Like, right. We're like, why would you think that's fucking funny? Right. All, yeah, and that's another thing. There was this show on uh, Hulu. I forgot what it's called, but it was super annoying, and I'm glad it got canceled. <laughs> But he's just two white people or whatever. And they're like, it's a white woman and a white man. And they're like living in New York City, like every other fucking show, you know, syndicating on every network. And, you know, they're like making a joke and they joke about Blue Ivy getting date raped. What? And I was like, what? Like, and she says it not once, but twice. And I'm like, what? In Jesus name. 
Like, what do you? Why do y'all think this shit is funny? I don't get it. Y'all. Well, think, they also think having sex with the dogs is funny, and it's uh, funny to talk about that. So we give them too much credit. Like at this point, yeah. it's like, come on. It's like shut the fuck up. That is so like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you even of human like descent, my nigga? <laughs> I did not mean to say that, but what? no, no, that I swear to, so no, I feel the same so way. Like crazy. how disgusting can you right. really be oh like to, to joke about a domestic violence situation, which first of all, we've all seen that picture of Rihanna's face. It looked like he, a, a dog mauled her. Like it looked so fucking bad. She was unrecognizable. So yeah, mm. I don't, mm. it's not, it's not funny. That's. He tried to I mean, kill her. He opened the police report said he opened the car door and tried girl, to push her out. I do not want to relive this because this, that is heavy. Like that's my girl. Like, that's I super heavy. Yeah, that's super I heavy. Rihanna is a strong ass woman, and he, he was a punk ass for doing. He's that still shit. a punk ass. I still don't forgive because him. She I don't is care. Independent. You don't see her out here hanging around on no man trying to get credit and right. shit. She's out here by herself doing it by herself. So yeah, I don't, and she do I have a like man, that. but guess what? She don't show him at all. Like I she, mean, of course. She's, you know, he is fine, on, she is Rihanna. She got she's gorgeous. She's she's gorgeous. Yeah, and you she see, that. you see him, you know, celebrating her all the time. Like he's he always at it. Oh my god, they're so cute. But fuck Snapchat. And how disgusting can you fucking be to joke about shit like that, especially when someone almost the fuck died? So and don't give me that bullshit. Like Rihanna was abusive too. No. I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, that doesn't even... I don't even want to fucking hear it. Like, I don't even want to fucking hear it. At all. Like, that argument is so invalid. Like, even women are making that argument. Mm-hmm. Even women are like, it was a lot... Oh, yeah. When, um... I forgot, some, something happened um, with Chris Brown and Rihanna recently, and she, the Shade Room posted something about it. Oh, it was Vanessa Carlton, like, snapping on mm-hmm. him and saying, like, you know, don't... I don't want... You're beating ass. <laughs> like... You know, basically the right thing, the truth. And, you know, I said something like, you know, Chris Brown is trash. And he he continues to be trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't just stop at Rihanna. You mm. know what I'm saying? He he beat, I heard he allegedly punched Dre in the face when he was uh, with her. Multiple, Karuchi has even came out and said it through her mouth that he has pushed her, hit her. She has a restraining order against out. You know what I'm saying? And look when, when they broke up. He, like, rode up to a party and rode up on her. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of bullshit? Yeah. You know what I'm Brown, saying? So Brown. the argument of, like, oh, she's... Bu-. No, that shit is so invalid. He is a trash-ass nigga and will always ever be a trash-ass nigga. Making the same fucking beats, same fucking music. Because he'll never grow up. Shout out to royalty, though. She's so cute. <laughs> but anyways, off that motherfucker. But on another light-skinned motherfucker, DJ Envy... Did you hear about <laughs> what then he did? Well, he walked out of a so Deezus and Mero, you know those are Girl, yeah, I watch them duh. every night. They are my DVR. I love Deezus. Deezus, you're so beautiful and black. You're so smart. I love you. I love Deezus, yes. So Deezus and Mero, I love Mero. Um Dominicana, you better represent. <laughs> and uh Deezus is Jamaican, so that's yes. you. <laughs> boop, boop. Um, so so I guess there was a um, so DJ Envy was on the View or the Real or the the Talk the whatever, um, and they were talking about he was talking about his wife and um, Deezus and Mira were reviewing it or whatever else like that and so 
Jesus, I think Jesus says, <laughs> I bet she I bet she loves them checks though, or something like that. But they she, were there? No, no, no. They were reviewing it. They were on their show, do oh, like looking at it and like okay. reaction videoing it. Yeah. And so Jesus was like, you know, I bet she loved them MV checks. I to be honest, I do not find anything wrong with this mm-hmm. statement. Because I mean, if your if your husband is like a famous whatever, if he's getting money, you're gonna love those you're gonna checks. love the checks. Yeah, like, so. bitch, what? You're that's paying your mortgage, getting you Gucci so bags. What'd you say? So then, so the, so they they have them on the Breakfast Club, uh-huh. of course, and you know, oh DJ Envy, yes, <laughs> DJ Has Envy, yes. <laughs> You got to watch that, bitch, because it's crazy. So oh my God. DJ Envy, of course, addresses the the thing because, of course, he's seen it. <laughs> he's so light-skinned. So light-skinned. Oh, what, my what, God. What, <laughs> it's funny because he's like, well, that's disrespectful. That's my wife, blah, blah, blah. So so Jesus is kind of is going back and forth. And Jesus <laughs> is like, and I love, and Mary, Jesus and Mary are going oh at this nigga. God. And I'm like, yes. yes. Treat this nigga because yes. Meryl was like, Meryl was like, you disrespected your wife in public. You cheated on her in public. Oh. Like, he was like, bro, like, come on, like, this is good. And he, yeah, he was just like, man, like, you, you can't be, you can't yeah. be out here just. And so Jesus was like, Jesus was trying to like defuse it. He was just like, okay, man, we won't speak nothing about you, your wife, or your money yes. anymore. Meryl goes hard. Yes, Meryl. Yeah, Meryl was in. It, Meryl go was in. going. You in. get paid to be yourself. Go in. Yes, no Meryl was hard. so. Ah, I, I was so turned. <laughs> like Meryl went yes. in on this nigga. Don't even try it. And DJ so Envy. yeah, so then DJ Envy walks out <laughs> oh. during the interview. <laughs> Charlemagne, stupid ass, says, "Yo, y'all, zoom in on a chair. Zoom in on Envy's chair." I was like, "Bye, yo." Is that his not his friend? First of all, <laughs> first of all, friend. first of all, first of all, time out. The Breakfast Club been trash to me. The only reason why I, wear, I, I I look at the Breakfast Club is for like certain thing, like certain people on there. They have Rihanna. They got like Scissor some shit on there. I'm gonna watch it. Girl, they ain't gonna get Rihanna. But you know, <laughs> you got Angela Yee who don't ever stick up for women ever, but always in a man's face talking about whatever. But ain't she don't speak up for women or nothing? You got Charlemagne who has constantly disrespected many people. My God, can't even get a list. And DJ Envy who. Who implemented stop and frisk? Who wanted stop and frisk to be implemented and, and shit like that? And, and his fucking every anything he say is stupid. But like, you guys are on a show. The Breakfast Club is a show. They talk shit about people all the time and openly disrespect people all the time. So Jesus and Mero, who are just fucking funny to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Like they ain't even flaming. They like us. Like we we be flaming, but it's not no on no. I think it's jealousy. Like, I really do. Be. Like we Envious. be flaming. Yes. Oh. DJ Envy. We know why you walked out. Yeah, bro. But this is my thing. Like it's we a little too deep. Like Jesus and Mero. Like me and you. Jesus and Mero are suit. Like we flame people, but we ain't we ain't gonna dive off the deep end. Like you know Charlemagne and all them do. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they've openly disrespected so many people. And made people cry, made people want to, like, jump, like, Charlamagne got jumped so many times, you know, that he had to up his security. Like, you done said some stu- some crazy-ass shit to people throughout the years of The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Envy, you really are going to get sensitive over one thing, over some shit that ain't even, like, oh, yeah, she loved them Envy checks. Of course she going to love them checks, my nigga. Like, come, like, come mm-hmm. on, bro. 
You you gotta stop. And he's talking about stuff. Well, she got her own hustle too. That's cool. She can have her own hustle. But you and then you got girls disrespecting your wife on Twitter and shit like that. But you ain't say nothing to them. But but Jesus and Meryl say one thing about a check, and you about to go off. You about well, to pop off on he them. He did check them. <laughs> Yo, that was the Maybe most check. unintended pun, but he did check them. Like, he did bring them there. It was like, yo, I didn't like that shit. Yeah, and, and I, I respect him for, for that. Yeah. Because it wasn't no passive-aggressive bullshit. He got mad, but, you know, I'm definitely with Deezus Samara on this I'm one. definitely on with Deezus Samara on this, this one. This is public information. You did it to yourself. You embarrassed yourself. You probably wish you could have kept it stored away, but no, bad things always get out. But so. I just feel like, I mean, like, seriously, Envy, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all talk... At least Charlemagne, when when people like, you know, get in his face, at least he understands it and he don't walk away. You know how many times people did popped up on Charlemagne and Charlemagne just stand sit there and I take mean, it. Monique went off. Mo- on his she ass. called him Lenar. I mean, that's his name. She called but... him Lenar. <laughs> I say, oh shit! Well, damn. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. But but Charlemagne can take it. That's the one thing I can say about Charlemagne. He can sit the fuck there and just be like, he okay, can. you know, well, you, look at all that melanin in his Angela, skin. Angela Yee too. <laughs> Angela Yee could just sit there and be like, okay. But Envy, like, bro, like you supposed to be the head of the the, the main host of this show, and you walking out and shit like that over one fucking comment, bro. Like, my God, remember when Amara Negra was on there? And and he and your Hispanic ass didn't know anything about being Afro Latina when we all know you probably do, and being ignorant and shit and disrespecting somebody's race. You know what I'm saying? But you get so you get tight when somebody's like, "Oh, I bet your wife love them checks." What? Like you backwards as fuck. <laughs> you know, backwards as fuck, man. And I mean, like I said, I respect you for you know bringing them on the show and confronting them about it. It's cool. You know, but how you handle that situation, you you need to be, you need to, you know, take a page out of Charlemagne's book and just sit there and take that criticism because y'all talk cash shit about every the fuck body all the time. <laughs> Jesus is, I mean, that's what Jesus, Meryl is hella intimidating though. Like, he got well, the Meryl, back for days. Meryl is, is New York as exactly. fuck. Like, he will fry, deep fry you, bro. Like, Meryl fuck, like, like he was frying the fuck out of DJ Envy. Oh, he was just like, bro, was. like, what the fuck, like. You go see, he's like, all right, then we won't say shit. Like, yo, yo Meryl is not scared. And I Meryl love, got shooters because he's not scared. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what's yo. that sweetie that sweetie line? Um, dang, I can't even think about it right now. But but yeah, Meryl got shooters out here. Oh yeah. Meryl has shooters out here he because scared. he ain't scared of nothing. He'll say anything. <laughs> he really do. Right. So off that girl into uh Beyonce and Jay-Z first of all I just want to let y'all know I'm, go- I'm going um I don't I forgot the date it's in August though and it's in mm-hmm. LA and I'm going and I'm just yeah. so excited Beyonce and Jay-Z on the run too so they accidentally released the tour like what two days early really <laughs> yeah you didn't see all them screenshots girl on Instagram wow. and it was trending everywhere that so um Beyonce and Jay-Z I guess somebody from their PR team that's fired by now released like on Ticketmaster, like Jay-Z Beyonce on the run too. Mm -hmm. And it was a pre-sale and people were like, what the fuck? Like freaking out. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So it was quickly taken down. When I clicked that link, because I clicked the link, because it was on their, it was on her official Facebook page mm-hmm. too. So I clicked the link and it was like, sorry, we cannot find. I'm like, of course. Damn. So fast forward two days and they, and of course they, they debuted on the run two tour or whatever. And I'm so fucking excited. I saw Jay-Z in December. Oh girl, I thought y'all was going to, you was going to say they got discounted tickets because they clicked it Chill, early. What? I'm gonna say what? No, girl. That would have been a better story. <laughs> Discounted Beyonce tickets? I hey, I shoot. If they you? releasing it early, I was like, what? No, they so they pre they accidentally released like they weren't supposed to do it until like a certain day. Oh, okay. But I'm for certain that person is fired. <laughs> like for real. Um, so they retracted the whole thing and then two days later they did come out with the pre-sale or whatever. And so then so Tried to order the tick the pre-sale code. Got the had the pre-sale code, everything. Try to order off Ticketmaster. Do you know Ticketmaster glitched so bad that it was just like pop like popping up an error screen every time? Girl, but they it, were it, buying them. No, no, no. But no, it was a it was a Ticketmaster thing. It wasn't even nobody like you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the the uh the traffic of the um the website. Oh, okay. It was the actual website, like just being whatever. And I'm just like, of course. But I end up getting my tickets, and I'm so excited, y'all. <laughs> Beyonce, oh my god, oh I can just cannot. You guys, I'm like, cause she skipped Seattle. Did she? Yes, like we, that's why. That's why I had but to go to Seattle's LA. Bland. When I went to the Weekend Jay-Z, concert, I was the only one dancing. I no, the Jay Z concert was lit. Yeah, the Jay Z and the Kendra I concert mean, girl, was lit. Yes, go to LA and see Beyonce. Yeah, I'm going to LA. <laughs> Because they'll get turned for Beyonce. Oh, my God. Let's be honest. I cannot wait, guys. Uh, No, but you know what I'm saying? Formation. I went to Formation. It was lit as fuck in Seattle. So, like, I went to uh, the 444 tour. It was lit as fuck. The Kendrick mm -hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. It was lit as fuck. SZA was lit as fuck. Man, like Seattle's whack as fuck to me. Sorry. Beyonce was. Me. Beyonce <laughs> probably was like. Mm. I mean, I live here because I get money here. But yes, that's the honest truth. I'm just not gonna lie about it. But anyway. Yeah. Mm. Beyonce is cool. I mean, I, I mean yes, go cool. to LA. Like you're gonna see LA. Like who doesn't want to be there? I love LA. Seeing so Beyonce. Much. Beyonce is amazing. Palm trees, like right outside. I cannot wait. In August, bitch. Whew, it's Ooh, gonna be great. It's I don't think it's no. It's not outside. It's in, a, in, in arena. Oh, okay. well, it's going to be in the yeah, air conditioning. I'm just going to be. I just love how she performs to songs that are hot at the moment. Like she just be killing it. I'm like yes. when she did the where you where your ass was at. Oh my god. Yo. Um. When that Atlanta rapper died. And oh, like, Shotty Love. Yes, they know. I was like, yes, I cannot deal. I cried because she, she was in Atlanta when it happened too. Right. I was just like, yes, she just stayed paying homage to Go all of Pimp C. I love her. I can't wait, y'all. I cannot wait. So our last. Uh, pop culture topic before we get into our um, main topic so big sean <laughs> oh god father god was allegedly caught oh cheating on janae oh god <laughs> yeah. big sean was allegedly caught cheating on janae aiko with nicole smorgasbird what is a shrink 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 chicken um, of the pussycat dolls, but girl, okay. So, fucking Twitter, dude, blew the hell. Instagram and Twitter blew the fuck up, like blew up about this story because, like, we've all seen Janaiko's tattoo of his fucking face on her arm. 
Also, we've mm-hmm. also seen them openly sexualize each other on Instagram, like through their comments. Right, so, and we've also seen them together in pictures. How fucking cute. How cute are they? Anyway. Two little people. They're so little. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. They're so little. Right. Uh, cute. I love how everyone's finding their match out here. Yeah. Uh, they're so cute. Uh, so, allegedly, like, she got caught cheating, quote unquote, and everybody lost their goddamn minds. You know, niggas in Twitter and jokes. It was insane. Like, there was a meme that was like, um, faith, uh, faithful nigga Twitter right now. And it's like everybody, it's like Sp- the SpongeBob episode where everybody's running around in his brain. <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. But, of course, Janae Aiko gracefully went on Twitter and was like, you guys, it's fan fiction. Like, it's a lie. And, you know, I love you guys. And she was just like, bless the internet. <laughs> Apparently, there's a picture out there somewhere. Of what? Of um, Big, Big Sean. Sh- yeah. Where- well, she's yeah. She hugged. I saw the picture, and it is literally a friend hug. Uh, it ain't nothing to run home about at all. Like I seen the picture, and it was Linda. It literally was like girl, how we hugged. He girl. has a history, so I wouldn't be. He out does here have a history. Trusting him all. Well, day. he didn't cheat on Ariana Grande <laughs> though. He wrote a song about fucking her, and then that's when she broke up with him because she told him not to. But Naya Rivera, I I mean, I heard she cheated on her, but then I heard she was just... It don't matter. Once a cheater, if you ain't got a ring on your finger, you definitely... Yeah. If you out here writing single... Well, they, pro- they proposed to her and shit. It don't matter. If yeah. you're not married, you you look at life differently. <laughs> you're a man. Yeah, I'm you're sorry. Right. Yeah, you're right. Not all men, but you know, let's be honest. Most men do. Th- yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. But I think him and Janae are, are a cute item. But yeah, so Janae Aiko did confirm that none of that shit happened, and uh, and apparently, um, she unfollowed him on Instagram. I just have a question for you, niggas: Who the fuck takes the time out to search? Like, who gets the inkling? Like, gets a vision? Like Raven from that? So Raven, uh, like, oh my god, I feel that Janae Aiko unfollowed Big Sean. A fifteen year old kid, of course. Who do y'all? I don't understand who. Like, of course it's a fifteen year old because there's only people that care about this. Turns, yeah, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. I don't understand. But read it when they got facts. But right, one's figuring this shit out. But then, and then Big Sean uh, quote tweeted it with like the hand clap emojis or whatever. It's like that. And I'm just like, I'm so glad that this shit ain't true because, you know, I really loved him as an item. And I'm like, Janae, you did not get that. You did not <laughs> Yo, get that nigga's face tattooed on you for nothing, girl. My yeah, word. What if Nicole made a statement? I'm like, this five minutes of fame. Girl, get that shit up. <laughs> pushing, pushing out them buttons off on Instagram, girl. Right, girl. I just, so but funny. I did like uh, Nicole Szechuan Sh- Chicken. I liked her. Yeah, she was. A she kid. was cool, but and that pussycat dolls. <laughs> Remember that pussycat doll they banned, and then she ended up on stage singing with the girl. Oh my god! It, you need to see that video. Yeah, they. Yeah, I've heard Nicole Szechuan Chicken is a bitch, but Me too. Yeah, especially on they the X Factor or whatever. Ooh, well, huh? Teeth. <laughs> but I mean, that hug looked like a, a homie hug, like That's a cool. a friend hug. Yeah, Janae Aiko hugs like that though. But you know, but you know, Janaeica probably looked at that picture. She was like, Pfft. right, and threw her phone and hey, went to bed. But they're both cute and exotic, and hey, that might be his type. Hey, so hey, yeah, fan yeah. so, fiction right there. Yeah, but we stand still stand for Janae Aiko and Big Sean because they're so fucking cute. But yeah, don't yes. that, guys. Please don't. Yeah. Please get married and have babies. Ooh, right. cute. Already. Oh, my God. Big Sean's kid. Oh. Can't deal. Right. 
So that wraps up our black pop culture topics. And we are going to fold into Linda's self-care tip of the week. Okay, guys. My self-care tip of the week is drum roll. <laughs> Boom. To take a vacation from social media every Ma'am, once in a while. Okay. You, you know it. Yes. Some mornings don't wake up and instantly see what's going on in everyone else's life. Take a moment to make your life better. Make yourself some tea. You know, make those uh, eggs, you know, cook them all the way through. Hopefully they're not running. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. I don't like my eggs. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you cook your eggs, like, like cook them through. Don't have it running. Also, it's too early in addition to the self-care tip of the week. Cook your eggs correctly or, or Linda's not going to eat them. Exactly. That's it. Just trying to be relatable to my peoples out here. Right. So, you know, that's it, guys. Take some time for you, you know. Check Facebook at like 8 p.m. You know, Instagram at like 8, you know, because that's when stuff is popping off anyway. So. For real. <gasps> seven, eight, 7, 8 o'clock. Yes. You know, I I, I didn't uh, really post anything on, on uh, Snapchat or like Facebook or um, what is it? Instagram today. I am proud of you. I just, I mean, I was just looking at the stories, but I would like, you know, <laughs> you know, cause I always be post, I post a lot on Instagram. Like I have a lot. On the of- Afro chat page. You guys need to follow that by the way. Yes. Oh what yeah. The Afro chat page. I do post a lot, but like, I'm talking about the stories, girl. I'll be posting hella stories mm-hmm. on my Instagram. Cause I'll be like, Ooh, this song is good. Screenshot. Like, <laughs> so yes, that was Linda's self care tip of the week. That was a good one, boo. Thank that you. That was super good. Yes. So. The chit for chat topic is, we're not going to do a drum roll. I know, right? Mental, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Mental health in the black community. Now, we have talked about this throughout um, our time with the Black Girls Club, also our time with um, Afro Chat. And I think it's very important to bring awareness to mental health and especially mental health, being a black person, you know, African-American person and, um, you know, going through the motions of mental illness and being black, it's it's not always easy, you know what I'm saying, you know. Um, white people have ran to mental illness and it's accepted in the white community and things like that, but the black community, we're so strong and we're so resilient and we have to be this way because of our oppressors that there's no such thing as mental illness. Mm-hmm. illness. And that leads to, you know, people getting, you know, domestic violence, you know, people getting treated, mistreated, um toxic relationships and things like that um so the first um question or sub point of this topic is um did you or did you or do you suffer from a mental illness and how did you do you or did you cope um you want me to go first yeah um when I was younger like I remember that I just like really did not listen I mean, I was just a bad kid. I was very headstrong. Um, I just think I was different and, you know, like, so I, my mom sent me to different doctors to figure out what was wrong with me and they said that I had ADHD Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then like later on, like I just start, you know, I'm still spazzing out. I'm still fighting because, you know, I'm growing up in the hood. That's not taken into account. But now I have bipolar and it's like, you know, I just really feel like, None of that really applied to me. You know, I feel like I kind of doctor and minister myself. And I look to the Lord for guidance as well. Like, Mm. I did go to different doctors, but these doctors were white. It's like, how can you really tell me you understand how I'm feeling, you know? Like, 
you don't you didn't you didn't go through the same history as me you know when you're sitting in a school classroom and you know you're just you know, being told you were a slave and you're never hearing anything good you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it's like i don't trust these people to sit and tell them my life so most of the time i would just sit there and it was like oh we can't get through to her she's defiant there was this wall up i just did not trust a lot of the doctors so i feel like if i had more like you know, those were my doctors, people of color, people who could give me wisdom. It was like, that's all I needed. And, you know, I had my mom and other people, but, you know. As a psychiatrist, you should not be calling a patient defiant or anything else or, or assuming your judgments of a patient on that patient to diagnose that patient at all. That's just. Right. I mean, that's an, and that's the thing of having, you know, and not all white doctors use, but that's the thing of not having a POC doctor. It's like they don't understand you know, your, your thought process sometimes, and that makes you defiant or that makes you, you know, like you said, can't get through to her right. and stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. Cause it's like, you know, your, their <clears throat> nieces and nephews and the young people in their life, I'm sure they're white and life's all right. You know, that's the pay- picture they paint, but it's like where I'm from, like life is not okay. Like I'm out here till 10 o'clock some nights at 15 years old, just hanging out with my friends. Like I'm not supposed to be doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm supposed to be home. Like, no, like, you know, it was just different for me, like, you know, and it was just like, I just couldn't, it couldn't click. And even now, like, I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like I changed, you know, I don't just hit bitches in the face anymore. You know, if they, if they say something I don't like, and that's the right. honest to God's truth. Like, I'm a different person. So I feel like that was a phase in my life. Um, I do have bad days where I get sad and stuff, but it's like, I'm not gonna, say it's mental illness because I have, a, I want to live. I want to live life. I want to exist. I want to thrive. You know, I'm so motivated to wake up every day and do something new, meet new people. Absolutely. You know, it's just like, yes, I'm out here and I want to be out here. So mental illness, like, you know, if I feel it coming, I fight it. I do whatever I can to fight it. I'll start doing something I love. You know, I start laughing at just random, stupid, crazy things. Like, you know, it's like, be a kid again, you know, when you feel those things. You know, starting to get the best of you, but mm-hmm. you know, that's just me at this point. So. How did you cope with that, <clears throat> or how do you still cope with that? It's just like I just remember how far I've come from. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these people telling me I wasn't gonna do this. I was, I was this, and I am that. And it's like, no, I make out to be who I want to be. You know, mm-hmm. so like I cope through it, just like you know, just doing crazy things. Like I would go to these job interviews that like I probably had no business being at. And, like, you know, I would beat out people to get the job. Like, I was, I went to a car sales thing when I was, like, young. And I was, like, I got the job. And it was just, like, random shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always have done random shit that I, like, people, my friends weren't doing. But, you know. Yeah. It was always, like, that, that gave me a rush. It gave me adrenaline. So, I'm just, like, that's how I cope. I always try to stay busy. I'm a, I'm a real hustler. I'm from the East Coast. I mean, that shit is in my blood. Like, so, you know, I have a family of entrepreneurs that are immigrants you know, killing it out here in America. So it's just like, I have a will to live and I have a daughter, a husband, like, ah, I want to live. Right. Absolutely. Trying to get to these palm trees. like. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely for me, I uh, do and still, I mean, did and still do suffer from uh, an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD um, really young at like seven, I would say. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At seven. And like my... My parents, like, because I couldn't focus on shit, and I was always, like, running or like, you know, hyper. <laughs> and so, like, they were, like, 
we got to get this bitch something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh they took God. me to the doctor and they prescribed, prescribed me, um, well not prescribed, but diagnosed me, um, ADHD. Um, and I didn't start taking Ritalin until I was like 10 years old Damn. because my mom and dad kind of didn't believe in like medicating or that early. Cause I was seven, you know, I was like super young. So it was kind of like, I mean, mm. So, and if, of course, the side effects of Ritalin is, like, you are super dull, and you're just, like, it's a, like, you're a blur. You're just staring off into space. Mm-hmm. It's super intense. It's, um, it's awful. So, I took Ritalin for a year. I don't even think for a full year. And, because I was just, like, always, like, groggy. I was always tired. I was always, like, just depressed and you well, know would ultimately you eat all the time like as a side effect yeah yeah i remember that shit yeah i ate all the time yeah. i just i and my mom and dad would get mad at me for eating a lot but i was just like i don't know well, i'm just hungry <laughs> like i don't know but not knowing that's wow. you know the side effect of ritalin but you know my parents they saw the side effects and things like that early and they just decided to take me off of it because my mom was just like you know mm. you know she doesn't need medication my, my my mom is kind of like that mom that's the, the pray it away mom yeah. type thing. So we'll get into that later. But, um, but I mean, nothing, that's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I would have really bad panic attacks. I started when I was 15 mm. and I had super, like, I, I remember, I don't even know what was going on. I just, one night I was in my bed and I usually go to bed at like nine or something like that. It was like 1030. And I just felt like my heart, like my chest was tight. Like I was just like, mm. so and I was just super paranoid. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking I'm about to die. Like, oh I'm like, God, yeah, scary. yeah, it's super, panic attacks are super scary. Because it's like, you don't know what, what triggers it. And you don't know what's going on, especially for my first one. So I was up all night shaking. My dad was up with me. Um, he decided to stay with me and things like that. And so in the morning, he took me to the hospital. And so, you know, we went to the hospital. And the doctor was just like, you know, looks like you just had a panic attack. And I was like, oh my God. And my dad was kind of like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my dad, you know, was kind of like, you know, what what the hell? Like a panic attack. All right, what is that? <laughs> and so then my parents started taking me to, you know, therapy and things like that. Because then after that, my, my panic attacks would just set it off. They like were every night, you know, mm-hmm. for one week at one point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't really get any sleep. I was falling asleep in class in high school. Girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was so, like, I was super depressed because I was just, like, couldn't sleep, had to get good grades, all this shit like that. And this started when I was, like, yeah, about a junior in high school. So, well, no, 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 the sophomore, like, late sophomore Mm. year. And so I was just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, my parents found um, some therapy for me, and so I started talking the therapist and I found it super therapeutic to talk to a therapist she was a white lady but fortunately she was one of those you know therapists that did not you know weren't you know the way yours were I don't I, that's just <laughs> no but that's I mean no I'm not saying it to be like that I'm saying that how insane that is that they would say that you're defiant and you, they couldn't get through to you when they that's not their job to police you but um but yes yeah, so my therapist was very understanding and things like that and you know, one thing I did mention was my mom and, you know, because my dad was acknowledging of my anxiety disorder, but my mom was kind of like still in denial. And so I, w- I said something to the therapist, but, you know, with just me and her in the room. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, my mom, did, she's like, she doesn't really want to believe that I have an anxiety disorder, blah, blah, blah. 
And so the therapist was like, okay, well, we're just going to explain blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, you know, we're just going to explain to her what's going on and things like that. So, you know, my mom comes back in the room and, you know, she's, you know, she, my mom seems ner seemed nervous and, and I was just kind of like, I hope I didn't like, you know, get myself in trouble because my mom's not a bad person. I'm not ever knocking my mom. She's like one of my, the biggest role models I've had ever, ever in my life. But I, I'm not saying this to knock her. I'm saying this because this is important in the black community of how black parents and black people in general treat mental illness. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So <clears throat> my mother, you know, sat down and, you know, my, my uh, therapist was like, you know, I just had a conversation with Alexandria and, you know, you know, we just want you to understand that, you know, anxiety disorder is real and things like that. And so my mom was kind of confused because she was just like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> So, you know, the therapist tells her, like, you know, Alexandria's expressed that you quite don't understand, like, her anxiety disorder. And my mom is livid. Mm. Like, she, she go, like, she was very mad. And then, but she was very mad to wrap it up. She was mad at first, but then, like, you know, we, we did talk about it in the car more. And she, you know, came to understand it more. But, you know, all what I did to cope was listening to music and, you know, skateboarding. And, you know, um, Kanye West is a really big, important um, music artist in my life because he really did get, get me through a lot of like panic attacks. He's gotten me through a lot of, you know, anxiety, depression. He's gotten me through a lot of things. And that's, that's, awesome. that's kind of why I like hold him to my heart a lot because it's like, he really did get me through a lot. Like listening to him and Lupe and, you know, listening like old school nineties rap and a tribe called quest, like listening to all those people, like really did get me through, like a lot of the, you know, a lot of, um, the things that I was going through. So, and still to this day, like, you know, if I'm feeling sad or anything else like that or depressed one day, I'll just turn on some, you know, um, uh, graduation by Kanye West and, you know, blast it. So yeah, but on to the next sub point. So this is going to be one. <laughs> and, uh, how, how do you think mental health affects did the black community when you were growing up how do you think it's affecting the black community now oh my gosh growing up mental health like we were just crazy what? like we were <laughs> savages like yeah. we would joke on you like and it's not we like it was either you know be prey or you know get preyed on or whatever you know it's like you didn't want to be praised so you had to be out there you know saying some crazy things because you didn't want people just, you know, thinking they could mess with you. So, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I fought with my friends. It was, like, it was just, there was just a disconnect. It was, like, mm -hmm. you know, you were never really close to people for that long. And it was, like, you know, just people always talking about your mom, where you're from, what you look like. It's just, like, why is that so important? Right. It was just, like, we. I just felt, like, very disconnected with the people I grew up with. But, you know, I did not at the same time because I could relate to them because I was like, okay, you know, you understand what I'm going through. You know, you're living this life with me and it's like, you know, but, you know, I'm actually grateful that I grew up that way. Yeah. For the most part, because it just taught me a lot. It made me very humble. And, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like really just mental health or it was just badass kids, you know, like growing Girl. up. <laughs> Baby's kids. kids. <laughs> like, I mean, like we like people went to juvie for being bad. Nowadays, kids are in juvie for drugs. Like they're literally yeah. 
on but drugs. Part, but I mean, <laughs> part of using drugs is mental illness. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Can't cope so I think with it's mental illness now. properly. Yeah. I feel like back then we were just bad and it was a phase and we grew out of it. Right. You know? Like, I know some crazy chicks, but... Yeah, and I know day, some people that did not grow up that phase and continue to get in trouble. Oh, exactly. That's why I feel like, you know, there's a difference from where I'm from. Because I don't think none of us are, like, mental. I think we all have potential if we were placed in the right environment. Mm-hmm. And if we were made to thrive, if the government didn't set it up where, you know, predominantly black places, you know, aren't going to thrive because they're not putting in money into these places. But anyway, so I just feel like, you know, that was a big thing. So we didn't feel worthy. So here we are getting on each other, talking about each other, because you know what? We feel this is internal hate that we are showing each other. So mm-hmm. I think that was a mental illness mm-hmm. that wasn't recognized. It's like self-hate. It's like, ugh, I'm yeah, so angry. self-loathing. Right. And it's like, let me be aggressive to this person with the same, that looks like me, basically. Right. Because I know they can understand. I know they can handle it. But, you know. Yeah, on the contrary of that, I think that, uh, and, and, and again, like the whole dismissal of black you know, you know, black parents dismissing mental illness. I think back then it was more prominent than it is now. Now it's like, you know, people are now embracing mental illness and things like that, which is not a bad thing. That is amazing. And I'm glad like mental illness is getting the awareness and, you know, mental health and mental illness is getting the awareness it needs. But, you know, at the same time, it's just like, it's, it's a, it, it seems like a trend to me now. You know what I'm saying? That celebrating mental health and things like that which is amazing but i feel like it's like a phase mm-hmm. almost because you know i don't know not not really a not really a phase but i just think yeah, that, right nothing against you but i feel like every white person i meet in seattle i have anxiety like okay yeah like, no 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 like, yeah come on let's not commercialize mental, mental illness. illness yeah we that's all what have I meant. anxiety that's, that's literally what I meant. an emotion yeah. That's not a disease. Commercializing right? mental health and mental illness and making it right. seem like, oh, it's this whatever. That is not helping the movement. Yeah, that that's distracting. I and think detracting. that's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Not. I didn't mean to do that. Like, bring it. Yes. No, girl. I don't no, no, no. I know. I'm not. Do- I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> Honey, I know. We are sisters. <laughs> but it's just like I feel as though like that's how it is right now, and even and and right. But on the brighter side of that. There's mental mental health yeah more yeah. awareness of mental health and mental illness right. and you know subsiding the fact that oh like yeah it's commercial more commercialized now but the fact of the matter is it's getting more publicity than it did back when we were growing up because exactly. if you had a mental illness you know your parents would be like pray girl that's all you need to right. do is pray that's the right. devil on you whatever Would you want to go to the doctor <laughs> right oh, right imagine a condescending question like that like uh i guess not like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's our, and that's our next subtopic, you know, acknowledging that black people, especially black parents, uh, dismiss mental health and mental illness, you know, and just saying, you know, just pray about it. You know, I know my, my mom at first didn't want to accept the fact that I was suffering from depression and was clinically diagnosed with depression and, you know, suffering from anxiety and clinically diagnosed with anxiety. Like she didn't want to deal with that. And even later in my, even now in my later life, it still affects me. You know, my anxiety still does affect me. Um, not as much as it did when I was younger, but you know, sometimes I get, you know, um, I know how to uh, control my panic attacks now, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's not as, as hard for me for, to have a panic attack. But, you know, of course, you know, my mom was very like, you know what I'm saying? Like she was very just like, you know, but there's nothing wrong with you, you know, whatever. Because, you know, I, I got into a lot of trouble when I was younger and it was like petty trouble and mm-hmm. one no like, you know, 
robbing banks and shooting up. Girl, shit, you I know? know that. So I was just like, you know, I would just, you know, sneak out and shit, you know, petty ass teenager shit. And, you know, um, and so my family was kind of like labeled me as this troublemaker or whatever else like that. And so my mom was just like, I don't need anything else to be wrong with you because everybody else thinks you're a troublemaker, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like that was her mentality, you know, with me, you know, growing yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was kind of just like, I just don't want no one else, you know, nothing That's on you. That's another thing with black parents, comparing. Like, Yeah, it's terrible. Well, I mean, I feel like you're kind of sick for wanting your child to be like someone else because this person is coming from you. And it's like, you know, do you not feel like you're not good enough? And I'm understanding because my mom did the same thing to me. So it's like, don't be comparing some to someone you think's life is better, you know? Yeah. My mom did that to me. And guess what, mom? The girl's a hoe. You know? <laughs> She's a straight up hoe. You know, I'm sitting here married. I'm sitting here with a child. I'm sitting here, you know, in my home all night. I don't yeah, go business, nowhere. Yeah. Right. So it's like. You know, like I feel as though like the 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 trouble the quote unquote troublemakers or the quote unquote free thinkers of the family. Right. We always end up at more successful yeah. or as successful insecure, as you know, yeah, insecure right. as our as our you know close close in age relatives. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I feel as though yeah, like definitely the dismissal of you know mental you know mental health and things like that. Like my mom was just like, I don't want anything else to be wrong with you. And I think for a minute she rejected my you know my mental illness. My dad was pretty my dad was on board my dad mm -hmm. was super supportive you know when i had my panic attacks i would go to his side of the bed Aww. and not my mom's because she would just be like girl <laughs> but you know i would go to his side of the bed and he would hold my hand and you know Aww. and check up on me and things like that yeah like you know my dad was very supportive and you know as it further continued in that it, it started to get serious my mom um started to realize more like oh shit you know yeah. my daughter is she's going through something you know what i'm saying like you know, and... Did she try to take you to church? Yeah, well, especially right. when, you know, um, the... Oh, the, um... Especially when, like, in eighth grade, when I was, like, super depressed and things like that, did not know why, and I, you know, I had a, you know, a period in time where I was self-inflicting pain on myself, and, you know, I, I... My mom, I feel as though it was, like, so shocked to find that out, that she was kind of just like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, probably blew her mind. Yeah. And she, and, you know, she, and, and that's another thing. It's like, you know, black people, especially black parents, tie it to being white. Like, white people right. stuff. Like, that's white people stuff. Like, you can't, cutting yourself, that's white people stuff. Being depressed, that's white people stuff. You just listen to that punk rock, that's white people stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Like, right. they don't, they don't correlate it with, no, it's actually something wrong with your child other than like, oh, we're influenced by white people. And so I think, you know, black parents just don't, I, I feel like black parents now, and especially when I have a child, I'm definitely not dismissing mental health. If there's something wrong with my child, right. I'm going to address it head on. And especially this goes for black men too, you know, acknowledge your mental illness mm -hmm. and not to, and not to bash black men and nothing on y'all. But this whole, and especially with black women too, this whole, I'm crazy, I'm petty, I'm a crazy bitch, blah, 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 da, 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 I got an attitude. That shit is not cute. That is not cute. I'm, I'm, I don't know how, how many times I got to spin it, right. flip it and reverse it. But you know what I think is worse than that? What? 
when like moms have little boys and they're like being feminine and they're like, stop being gay, be a man. Yeah, be a man. That's all exactly oh, what I was gonna go into. My yeah, God. like that, that was the next thing I was gonna go to into. Me. Yeah, I just feel as though like the the whole like you know I'm crazy and I'm petty right. just to get somebody to be attracted to you. That is not cute. And I think right now in society that whole but culture, that's Cardi B. And, and you love Cardi B. Well, I love Cardi B, but she's actually like hood and bout it, bout it. You know what I'm saying? And right. people, right. You know, she actually, like her and Remy and Nikki are actually bout it, bout it. But how do you know these other people are, you know? But girl, I can tell. You can really tell. Like, it's it's an influence. I mean, you know, when white people are out here doing this shit, like, well, of yeah, you got white people not. saying, and you know, replacing C's with B's now, and they don't even know what the fuck that mean. But mm. you know, but anyways, I I think that that whole like you crazy know, brackets. I'm crazy <laughs> or crazy, even crazy dudes, like that shit is not cute. That is creepy as fuck. That is super creepy. Like I'm crazy. Ooh. Oh no! If you're hood as hell and you want me to know, please let me know. Right. <laughs> let me know now. So not guy, even hood as hell. Like yeah. hood, cause hood dudes be more gentlemen than do than black guys growing up in suburbs. To be I'm honest, I'm talking hood like you know crazy like, out there crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you crazy as hell, I need you to t- need somebody. To let no, me know. But yeah, but acknowledging your mental illness and that's another thing. Like with black you know black parents um with having black men and you know you see them crying or you see them you know acting a certain way or you things like that and you're like be a man man up whatever that's that is not a good way to address your child's feelings right especially- and men have feminine sides let your man paint your toenails because i'm an aggressive ass woman i feel like i have a manly side so guess what my I'm man is allowed I'm to have a feminine as side fuck. I'm- exactly i'm masculine <laughs> as shit for real like i'm super masculine so if my man wants to have a feminine side like that's fine moms like let your man be he can paint my toenails yeah. He can help me wash my hair. He can hold my tracks while I sew it in. He like, can do my laundry. The he fuck? has he a can feminine cook. side. Yes. Right. Let that and, man and, you know, be. and that stuff is not really that feminine, like cooking and, and right. doing laundry. That's not even feminine at all. Like, like everybody, yeah, everybody. The Asian men be getting it, just saying. So, you everybody, know. <laughs> you know, everybody has, you know, you have to clean your clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you have to cook, cook for yourself. You know, mostly... People out here have to fend for themselves, so it's right. not like a feminine thing. But they be like when they be playing with the Barbies, or you know when they be wanting yeah. to wear shit. It's like nah, let, let them do it. Boys be especially I, I swear. And people are like, oh, you say that now, but when your your son or daughter's actually gay, I said no. As soon if they if my I'm not even gonna say God forbid because I if if they're gay, bisexual, whatever, pansexual, whatever. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's, I think that's. That a, is solely their decision. Like that, that is, has yeah, nothing to do with you as a parent. Like you didn't raise them their life or nothing. at the end of the day. So like, I think that be a man stigma is so redundant and stupid. And I, I absolutely fucking anybody. I, I fucking hate it. Anybody. It can yeah, be anybody saying man up or, mm-hmm. or be a man. Like that shit makes me so, it boils my blood so bad because it's just like be a man. Like, you know, or like, oh, you run like a girl. Stuff like that. Oh my! You know what? Massage, massage, and stuff sad. like that. And I think that you know that is a a, a part of men- a mental illness. You're not acknowledging, you know, the fact that your child is, and that you is, actually might be a part of them being, you know, yeah. they're mentally ill. Let's be honest. The whole be a man thing is, you know, that and if you keep on saying that to your son, you know, and things like that, mm-hmm. and they're gonna grow up. Knowing like, oh, crying is weak. Emotion is weak. And that's how you breed men who 
like don't give a fuck about relationships right they're just out here being in relationships and not giving a fuck about the women anything else like that because you taught them not to have emotion because emotion is gay right and i feel as though that shit is we shouldn't be teaching our boys that you know what i'm saying we should be teaching our boys to accept emotion you know what i'm saying and accept it's okay to cry it's okay to be emotional it's okay to like the color pink. You know what I'm saying? Basically, man, be more like common. <laughs> like, For real, though. He is fluid. Yes. So, yes. But the, the that whole topic, um, also with the, the black women saying how crazy they are just to cop a man because because the man saying they like crazy bitches. Like, that shit is so whack to me. Right. Be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you for real crazy, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? But saying that shit to, like, get get men and things mm-hmm. like that you need to like you know what the I'm fakers saying? out there because you know there's a lot of them there's a lot of them and that's right. what i'm saying like the off the cardi b like cardi b is actually bad about it as fuck but you got girls infiltrating that because that's what quote-unquote these niggas like i think i just ignore it that's why i'd be probably like you know really yeah that's so crazy because i mean i think it'd be obvious like really right <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like addressing right. your own mental illness and, you know, kind of like taking a step back and being like, why the fuck am I doing this? You know Amen. what I'm saying? And you shouldn't be infiltrating mental illness anyway, right? because that's just a serious subject that, you know, you no one wants to be crazy. Like that's something that, you know, I, I, I bet you a, a severe bipolar person or a severe schizophrenic person does not want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's super offensive. So, um, in our last sub points. Um, what can we do moving forward to help facilitate resources for black mental health? And what are some ways to combat mental illness? So, yes. I think there's some apps out there actually where you can like speak to a black therapist. Talkspace. Yes. Absolutely. all for that. Love Talkspace. It's so amazing. They pair you like with the right therapist. You know, it's, it's just, it's just great. Or you can, you know. Go in and talk to somebody. There's nothing wrong. And I and I want to say this. There is nothing wrong with going and talking to somebody. That does not make you a fucking nut basket. That don't make you a nutcase. That don't make you mean. That, that don't make you any different than right. anybody else on this earth. You going to talk to somebody and being. Who is pro- trained. Who is a professional. Yep. In that field. Who? That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. To treat your mental illness right. and to talk to you about it. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And I just want to disclaim that there's nothing wrong with going to the doctor and, and seeking help. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Um, and I think we need to bring more awareness to black health in our schools and our, in our public right. school system, like bringing awareness to saying, Hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay oh, yeah. to be this and identifying it instead of because it being honestly, a like, lot of people, when you talk to them, it goes in one ear and not the other. Like absolutely. these people, they're like, you know, it's like they're holding what you're saying dear to them and they're like giving you good feedback. They care about what you're saying. It's not all about them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like some people need that because I feel like some people are stuck like being the person who's always listening and can never really, you know, yeah, like, you know, voice what they feel. So it's like therapists are good people. Yeah. You know, like that's an awesome field. Like I wish I would have did psychology. I might still do it. You hey, should do it. Hey. Ten years from now, talk to Linda. Yeah, come talk, honey. I will talk to you for real. You'll be my therapist, right? I have yes. candy, coffee, <laughs> but um, I think yeah, better ways to facilitate resources of Black mental health is putting in at schools. Also, you know, mm-hmm. we have all this funding for prisons and in mass incarceration and all this bullshit. I think we should push some of that money into putting 
more guidance counselors and more counselors in the school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or to talk therapists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, if so-called you, you, these, these so-called, you know, mentally ill white men. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Let me not say mm-hmm. that. Cause that's kind of mean, but you know, these, the mentally ill white Girl, men that were shooting up schools and stuff like that. I feel like if, if they had more and I'm not justifying like, you know, Parkland, Columbine, Virginia tech. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, justifying that i'm saying if you know those schools have more mental health awareness because this is just not in the black community as well mm-hmm. this is in any school there's no you know they cut funding from the arts that's the first thing they do music guidance counselors anything extra right. they're gonna cut it so I, I feel as though you know having more like counselors and guidance counselors and funding that having them more in schools you would prov- kind of you know prevent you know Incidents like that from happening, also gun control. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason why 18-year-olds, 15-year-olds should be buying guns. But, you know, that's another uh, deed for another day. But, you know, um, bringing in mental health professionals to talk to these people so they can actually have a voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that that's really important, and especially in black public schools, you know, inner city mm-hmm. schools, you know. Having, having you know, two or three counselors, you know, talk yeah. to you. And also at that age, I feel like your communication with your parents is really not at its best. Not at all. <laughs> so it's like somebody Teenagers, from the outside, oh yeah. my God, I could, I'm thinking about it right now and I'm like, whoa, like it was hard back then. Like, you know, yeah. your parents do not understand you. You do not get what they're trying to tell you, why they're trying to train you this way. So it's yeah. like... And even yeah. guidance counselors are judgy, like judgmental, like because they're trying to get you to college to a class. Yeah, about. they don't care right. about. It. Yeah, that's all they exactly. care about is get you to college. Like who can get who to a better college faster? Right. So they don't really care. But like having me- mental health care professionals, you know, two or three or even one or two in there, you know right. what I'm saying, just to get that in the door for educating on mental health would be such a good thing t- for schools to have. Hell, even college. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't. I haven't. You know, my my years I spent in college. I really was didn't have access to mental health professionals or any you know anything else like that in college. So you know, also getting it into you know these colleges too, and also implementing it in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very taboo. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. it's like when we had assemblies. It's not like we ever had a psychiatrist come talk to us. Like, hey, what do you think right now, or how are you feeling? It's yeah. just something that's not in our community. That's not open. absolutely. It's mm-hmm. almost on the same grounds as sex. You know, yeah, it's like sex people education. Tread very lightly on these subjects, mm-hmm. and it's like. Y'all really could go way deeper, but you choose not to. Yeah, so. they they don't they uh they cut um health education mostly, and it's crazy like, like sex uh, education. Wow. Yeah, it's like it's like null and void. Thanks, in some dump Trump. Trump. <laughs> That's been happening before Donald Trump. Oh really? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's been happening for some years now, and even I think actually even before Barack Obama, you know. So it's it's just insane, like you know, and that's and that's the thing. The schools and the government thinks like, oh, this is another check we gotta write, but no, like mental health is important mm. in schools, and I think you know if we if we facilitate even in our colleges in the workspace, talking about it more in the workspace, because you know you got you got people who shoot up workspaces too, going postal and you know and saying, oh, mental, you know, I was they was mentally ill, you know what I'm saying? If we have more access. As a whole, I think at that point it's like you're an adult. I'm well, not, I'm not about yeah. to sit somebody. But here if it goes untreated, if it goes untreated for so many years, you know, you never know. You know what I'm saying? You never know that build up in somebody's mind. You know, right. 
if it goes on, you know what I'm saying? If, if it goes un, uh, ignored. So, um, but definitely, yeah, the, those resources, having those resources in black schools in inner city schools and HBCUs, especially, you know, in anywhere is, I mean, it's such a great way to educate people on mental health and, and, and encouraging people to seek help, you know? Um, and so, yeah, talk space also, you know, combating ways, uh, mental illness working out. I saw Linda's boom, boomerang. Remember, I saw your IG boomerang, and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Look at Lex being a hater." I was the not first thought I had <laughs> because I was like, "What the fuck?" Because it, it was a boomerang. I didn't know. I was until... I'm tall, so like they give you things to put your feet on. I was like, feet on the floor. I was like, Ugh. oh yeah, but it was a boomerang, so I couldn't tell what you were doing, and it was like nine. You said ninety pounds. I'm I like, what like, is she like, doing? Lex. I'm like, Lex, don't be in the gym right now. Hating. Like, I'll be hating. No, I'm kidding. But no, I'll be in the gym. I know. I'm like, how the hell you don't know what I'm doing? It's a, uh, Yeah, it's that ab <laughs> machine, right? Uh, it's the back pusher thing. You just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ab, yeah that, that abdomen. Mean, it's, for your, it's, for, it's for your back. Your abs. It's for your back? It's for a lot. Girl, it makes that little dip in your back so your butt looks Oh, better. child. Come on, child. <laughs> I need to get you in there with I'm me. A, I'm going to have to... Uh... <laughs> I forgot we were on the podcast for like two seconds. No, it's all right. <laughs> No, but so, yeah, so exercising is a good way to combat, like, I exercise four to five times a week, you know, if I'm feeling, even if I'm feeling down, like, on on a Saturday, I'll probably, I'll work out an extra day, to oh, be yeah. honest, like, if on a Saturday, if I'm not doing nothing, I just feel like, oh, yeah, if you're not busy, and you're feeling slumpy, and slumpy, yeah, I just go work out, and sometimes, I mean, and, and, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't help with, I mean, that doesn't, you know, help, you know, some people, some people, you know, um, have like self-help books you know reading there's a lot of different ways you can cope with um, mental illness and especially getting the help you need and um finding your health care provider and you know mental care providers and you know getting that nipped in the bud so yes that wraps up another episode of afro chat yes yay so yes peeps because it's almost easter it is oh it is almost easter oh my god (laughs) um so you can follow me on instagram at saucy spice underscore that is s-a-u-c-e-y-s-p-i-c-e underscore and you can follow me also on twitter double underscore x-e-l-a-m-a-i Yes, you can also follow Afro Chat at Afro underscore chat on Instagram and Twitter. Do your thing, girl. All right, y'all. Y'all can follow me to the money, period. Wow. <laughs> so you can follow my hair page. <laughs> Linda makes you beautiful 22 because that's what I'm doing out here. You can follow me to the money. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. That's a, Put it in existence. I'm manifesting. I'm going to definitely make a logo and that says you're going to find me to the money. So <laughs> um, also, you guys asked and here it is. We are taking listening, listening, listener letters and suggestions. Yeah. So <laughs> if you are a listener out there and you have a question on, you know, us, or if you want have a question on like a relationship or something, we will try our best abilities to advise you. That's my specialty. To honey. the right path. Yes. So you can email your questions and suggestions and kudos and comments to talk to AfroChat at gmail.com. That is talk to AfroChat at, at gmail.com. Yes. And yeah, um also shout out to my friends over at Mind to Muscle, two spell T W O on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Paul and Rob. 
Um, y'all are awesome. Good luck on y'all's competitions. Also, DJ and DeAndre over at Culture Specs. Keep on doing y'all things, and we will see y'all later. Peace, y'all. <laughs>